Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This week's episode of Under the Bridge is sponsored by the latest and greatest in fruit demoisturizing technology, the pear dryer. <sighs> I... What? I wasn't told about this ad read. <laughs> well, uh, Greg, how many times did this happen to you? Yeah, you're you're reaching into your fruit cabinet, as one has, looking for a nice dry <laughs> pear, only you pull it out, and it is just absolutely dripping in in pear awful. It pear awful? <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, every now and again, it is my fruit cabinet, whatever the hell that is, um, does reek <laughs> of moisty old pears. Like well, a, that's like right. a, I can't. Like, I can't like do a, this skin Like anymore. a horrendous ex-girlfriend or something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. Welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. There's no pear dryer. We made it up. Oh, not yet. <laughs> I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll, and I have trademarked this idea right now so you can't steal it. <laughs> Or if you do, you at least owe, owe Cody royalties. <laughs> yes, give me that sick pear dryer money. <laughs> and I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And it's been a week. Mm-hmm. As you can tell. <laughs> Spiraling straight into madness. I thought we already reached madness. Yeah, probably. Mm. So, one bit of actual gaming news to start us off. Sonic Frontier's physical copies have leaked and are now out in the wild. How? Well, you know how retailers get stuff early so they have the product in time to sell it? Oh, wait, did someone, like, rob somebody's stores or something like that? Or, you know, people selling it under the table, who knows? Hmm, No one's gonna say how they got it because either it's illegal or it's illegal. (laughs) Oh, hey, man, you looking for that new, like, Sonic goodness? I got you. <laughs> Open <laughs> trench coat is just copies of Sonic Frontiers inside their jacket. Someone's doing a Derringer Marrow cosplay, but instead of there being Derringer pistols, you just pick copies of Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, beware, gentle listeners, because Sonic Frontier spoilers are out there, or will be soon, and if you don't want to be spoiled, have care. Mm-hmm. Because nothing stinks more than having something you were hoping to keep secret spoiled, even though it's the plot of a Sonic game, and therefore probably nothing special anyway. <laughs> well, it's the... I don't know, it's kind of like the the plots for like Call of Duty games for me, at least. It's like, does it matter? Absolutely not. Uh, th- there's campaigns that mean absolutely nothing when you finish them. <laughs> yeah, that's <But> like <laughs> flarking thought. <laughs> But it's still kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I know that it means absolutely nothing, but, you know, it's basically an interactive Fast and Furious movie. I kind of want, I don't want to be spoiled on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, I guess. Eh, even though I know it'll be stupid. Anyway. <laughs> In a bit of gaming adjacent but not quite gaming news, mm-hmm. Netflix has renewed The Witcher for a fourth season, but... In the wake of Henry Cable rejoining the DC Universe as Superman, he will not be returning as Geralt of Rivia. Oh, okay. So I, I assume they're just going to recast. Liam Hemsworth. What? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, he was in Knowing, apparently. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that movie now and try to figure out who he was, because for the life of me, I can't place it. Well, I'm much more interested in the movie, knowing that bit of information. 
You son of a James Gunn. <laughs> How dare you spring that kind of comedy gold on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, good for um, good for Liam. God, it's I feel bad because I don't remember the things that he did, which I think is unfortunate. I think the unfortunate consequence of being the brother of Chris. <laughs> I don't even remember if he was the Hemsworth brother who played the Asgardian actor pretending to be Thor. I think that might have been Luke. How many Hemsworths are there? <laughs> I want to say at least three. Jesus. Well, I know that Liam, I, I want to say Liam's the one that looks the most like Chris Hemsworth, if I remember Okay, correctly. Luke Hemsworth was the one playing Thor there the mm. Asgardian actor playing Thor. Right. There is Luke, Chris, and Liam. I don't know why. I thought there was a Matt, but... <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, there is no Matt Hemsworth. So, okay. now you know. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. And a this movie. Is, <laughs> this is off to a terrible start. I love it. <laughs> this, is... <laughs> this is going awfully, and it's just the best thing. This is going great. I don't know what yeah, you're talking it is. about. <laughs> In big news, mm. DC finally has their Kevin Feige. Z. Z. It's Kevin Feige's plural. Kevin Feige's plural. They have multiple Kevin Feige's. They've they've constructed an assembly line, and yeah, they're just cranking him out, and he's just like more baseball caps. Well, if they if he's coming from I think it was Tatooine. If he's coming from Tatooine, I guess that'll work for DC's, like, 10-year plan or some shit. I don't understand. Where, whatever the home planet was of the clones in Star Wars, one of the oh, things that's... Oh, that's, Ca- that's Camino. Oh, Ca- yeah, it was. Regardless, Tatoo- Tatooine is where Luke is from. Right. <laughs> oh, no, it's where Vader's from. But also, I guess, Luke, since he was raised there. Yeah, the whole thing of, like, clones having extremely accelerated aging. The worst part is this would be the perfect segue into a little bit of Star Wars news I have, but we gotta keep going with the DC news. Right. (laughs) Anyways, co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC Studios. Uh, Gentle (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Okay. James Gunn and Peter Safran are leading DC's film, TV, and animation efforts. Okay. That's... Uh, that's a that is a good thing, right? <laughs> Hypothetically, yes. Okay. Assuming they actually give them the power to make decisions, because the thing is, I feel like James Gunn, being a director and writer himself, will appreciate the need for artist vision. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like he's not going to be afraid to advocate for giving lesser known characters a shot, because I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy and Peacemaker. Come on. Yeah. So if they actually give him the freedom to make calls and don't keep getting in his way over budgetary concerns and David Zaslov hating wokeness and unscripted reality honey boo boo content or whatever the whatever the hell he's doing, uh, I, I didn't know he hated wokeness. I thought he just hated money. No, Zaslov. <laughs> 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 uh, a man can hate both. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Apparently, there was a point at which Zaslav actually asked Kevin Feige himself if he wanted to take charge of the DC films and studios. Hmm. Which, the balls. Yeah. To assume. My god. (laughs) Hey, you want to leave your incredibly lucrative film studio and work for our shitty one instead? Come on, man, you like a challenge, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, the, our shitty film studio that's like hemorrhaging money like 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 no tomorrow. Because <laughs> I just because I just pissed away ninety million dollars to take twenty million on a Batgirl movie. Mm. What a dumb moron! Just a little bit. You know what? Now is as good a time as any to jump into the Star Wars news. Oh boy, Star Wars news! Yeah. You know how they keep announcing Star Wars movies by talented people or otherwise noteworthy people, and then nothing ever keeps happening with them? Oh, <laughs> very much so. This is another one of those. Yay. <laughs> God almighty. Apparently, Damon Lindelof's Star Wars film is going to be set after the rise of Skywalker, and while it is not going to continue the Skywalker saga, it has been said that sequel-era characters that we've already seen may still appear in it. Okay. I'm not enthused. I'm not enthused, and that's also, in a really weird way, that is, like, incre- extremely nondescriptive as, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it could be set immediately after, or it could be set 20 years afterward. Yeah, and that's, yeah, it's like, it could be set, like, 80 years afterwards, which, like, we see, like, Finn and Ray as, like, old as shit. And it's like, what the fuck is this? It's like, hey, we just said it's said after the Rise of Skywalker. We didn't say when. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that was a Star Wars update. We'll see if that one gets made. Yeah, we'll, we'll freaking see. Ugh. I don't believe it at all. And then we're going to jump back to DC and also in space. Oh, boy. <laughs> so they're making an HBO Max Green Lantern series, yeah? Okay. And originally it was set to focus on Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, who's not a space cop, but apparently they were going to make a space cop, I guess. Hmm. And Guy Gardner, the angry one with the bowl cut. <laughs> Fair? Okay. He's also the one who Batman knocked out in one punch. Okay. But they are not doing that anymore. No, no. Instead, this Green Lantern series is now set to focus on Jon Stewart. Alrighty. Also, the showrunner has opted not to stick with the project, so uh, we'll see how this continues. That's not encouraging. <laughs> no, it's not. Can't wait to see how far in they get to this before they decide it's a waste of money and shit can it. Mm. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, but the idea of making multiple millions of dollars... The idea of putting multiple millions of dollars in a TV show that doesn't lead into anything is asinine. You're gonna do an outer space big-budget Green Lantern series? For what? It's not gonna make you any money, it's not gonna get you any subs, or at least not enough to offset the cost by any stretch of the imagination, and you can't even tell people get hyped for the movies, because... <laughs> what movies? Yeah, the movies that you have a habit of, like, shit-canning even when they're finished. Jesus Christ. Mm. Anyway, I guess we'll see how this goes. Oh, well, hopefully it goes better than it does badly. Yeah, we'll find out as we get closer. Mm. In sadder DC news, mm. Stargirl has been confirmed to be canceled with its third season. Oh no! So wait, does that mean that the third season like just is straight up not happening, or it is? No, happening? it's the last one. Okay, so after this, there's going to be nothing else. Yep, that's unfortunate. It has been said that the team was given an early indication that this might be the final season, and so we're have written an ending that is going to reflect that. Okay. But it does not bode well for DC's future on the CW now that Star has taken it over. Hmm. 
apparently they want to pivot more towards unscripted content, which you'd think Zazzle would buy them out with that. It, I, like unscripted DC content? or No, just unscripted content. Oh, okay. Ugh, How are you going to make unscripted DC content? What are you going to do, put somebody in a Superman costume and just say, okay, go nuts? That's that was actually going to be my next question. If you my said yes, goodness, because <laughs> I can see I can see them being crazy enough to at least give it a try. Actually, same. <laughs> okay, good. And that's terrifying to me. Uh, yeah, as I say, I didn't say it wasn't scary. I just said I could see it. <laughs> Very true. You're quite right. In some minor casting news for DC stuff. Kristen Milioti is... Milioti? Anyways, this actress is cast as Sophia (laughs) Sophia Falcone for the Penguin series that's coming up. Okay, good. Uh, You know what? It's been so long since I even heard anything about the Penguin series. I completely forgot that it was going to (laughs) happen. There was an update not that long ago that we covered on here. Oh, okay. Uh (laughs) You gotta watch these episodes more often. I... Selective memory. I don't know. Goldfish brain. We're going to go with goldfish brain. All right, that's fair. Because it bites me in the ass at work, too. (laughs) It's interesting that they're keeping Falcone having a daughter since it seemed like that role was kind of taken up by Selena in The Mm -hmm. Batman. Yeah. But I guess this will just be able to expand and illustrate many other ways in which he was a terrible father. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see some superhero, supervillain-esque daddy issues. (laughs) Especially when your dad is evil John Turturro. Yeah, I was going to say, well-founded evil daddy issues, because this guy's a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, of course. Of Mm. course. I now have a perfectly good excuse not to watch Avatar The Way of Water. And why is that? Because it's going to be around three hours and ten minutes long. Jesus. (laughs) Right? Uh, God almighty. I mean, to be completely honest, my interest in the movie was also super low to begin with but holy crap wait hold on i have to check a couple things because there's two movies i'm curious about when it comes to their run times endgame was three hours and two minutes if that was one of them it was what about independence day two hours 25 it did not feel like it <laughs> wow <laughs> i could have sworn independence day was like nearly three hours <laughs> Okay, still, that's really long. Holy shit. Yeah, if there's literally anything else I can watch that same weekend, I'm gonna go see that instead. Yeah, pretty much. Unless it's The Flash. (laughs) Then I'm caught between a rock and a hard place, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I I imagine that would be not wanting to see it out of principle more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of don't want to see Way of Water out of principle either. It's just being three hours and ten minutes gives me a convenient practical excuse. Right. Because <laughs> for crying out loud. Yeah. Why does it need to be that long? I guess you'll find out if you see it, but I won't. I mean, I'll be curious to see, like, its initial reception. Like, that's going to be the thing I'll be most interested in. Ooh, you know the exciting thing? Hmm. This means I can continue my tradition of not having seen Avatar. <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to watch it, so I was caught up for the sequel, but now I don't give a fuck about watching the sequel. Fair. So now there's no reason to bother at all. All right. I am. I can continue my proud streak of saying I've never seen Avatar. <laughs> 
What a blessed Halloween. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to continue this streak. Indeed. And now we got some Marvel news. Oh boy. Yes. I forget, have you seen any of The Good Place? I, you know what? I think I've only seen... I got up to the point where... I feel really bad for describing him this way. I got to the point where the Asian dude shows up and everyone's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> so not very far. Well, you remember Chidi, right? I believe so. The ethics professor? Yes. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> yes. His actor, William Jackson Harper, has been cast in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, what as? We don't know. Okay. So it could be anything. Probably something microverse related. So whoop, sorry, sorry Hasbro. Something quantum realm related. <laughs> I fixed it. Mm, we fixed it. We have the technology. <laughs> I just blanked out for a moment and forgot where I was going after this. Oh boy. Anyways, point is he's a phenomenal actor. He is a pretty great actor. Looking forward to seeing whatever they do. Hopefully whatever he's doing is something that will allow him to come back a few times. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if he was an alternate Kang? I could see them trying that, at least. Because I feel like they can't all be Jonathan Majors, right? No, yeah, no. I imagine most of them will be Jonathan Majors, but you, you'd want to throw in a another thing here and there. Some red herrings. Some, ah, yes, I too am a Kang. <laughs> I am Kang, and so can you. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Captain Kangaroo. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut that part. <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next bit. <laughs> yeah. Some Ironheart casting. Okay. In addition to Sasha Baron Cohen, which is still not 100% confirmed, but this one is confirmed. Cree Summer is going to be voicing something. What do I know her from? Number five. Oh, no shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Obviously, she's done plenty of other things beyond number five, but that was just the most immediate. This will this will jog memory and also immediately go what we're in for. Oh, right. That's awesome. Indeed. Oh, my gosh. What if she's the AI for Riri's suit? <sighs> That would be pretty- if she- if it sounds like number five, that would be even better. <laughs> I feel like Ironheart's gonna be too young to care about making her AI sound like number five. Probably. Unless she's watching reruns of it or something. <laughs> and then this one, this is brand spanking new. This is- this is hot off the press. This is- Breaking news. The new hotness as of this afternoon. Hmm. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is joining Wonder Man as the titular superhero. Oh, I, I don't... The name does not ring any bells, I'm afraid. He's Black Manta in Aquaman, and he was also Morpheus in the new Matrix. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. He's good. Alrighty. Hopefully this time he won't be behind a stupid fucking bug-eyed helmet. <laughs> they had a perfectly good helmet! <laughs> he had a perfectly reasonable, well-adapted helmet, and then they went out of their way to give him the goofy fucking bug-eyed thing. Like, goofy, goofy helmet. 
either either just go for the pragmatic adaptation or go balls deep and just give him the stupid fucking helmet. Don't mm. don't feel like you need to contrive a reason why he's got the dumb looking helmet. It's fucking stupid. He looks like a fucking grasshopper or some shit. <laughs> Fair I, and valid. That that makes me irrationally angry. Mm. It's not my least favorite part of Aquaman. That would be why are Mira's eyebrows not red? But <laughs> I again don't really know how to respond to that because, in my opinion, if I was concerned about those two things, the other one would definitely be my biggest complaint. <laughs> Actually, I have other problems with Aquaman, but these are just the funny ones. Mm, fair. Speaking of Disney Plus stuff that isn't confirmed yet, mm-hmm. Marvel Studios is opening up a writer's room next week for a series titled Vision Quest, which will be about the Vision trying to regain his memory and humanity. Huh. Yeah, this is very surprising. I thought if he was going to show up anywhere after the whole WandaVision thing, I thought it'd be Armor Wars. Honestly, I kind of figured that they were done with Vision, or at least done with him for a, for a long-ass time. Nah, they'd, they'd have to bring him back. They had him fly off in the middle of nowhere going, I am the ship of Theseus. Uh, <laughs> what is the ship of Theseus if not the ship of Theseus persevering? Mm. Also, Elizabeth Olsen is expected, or at least there's a possibility that she could appear in this show. Much like with the other series spun out of WandaVision that's been confirmed, Agatha, House of the Ship of Theseus. <laughs> it's like, what? You mean that freaking Scarlet Witch is still alive? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but she's dead! Yeah, but she's we dead. saw her, we, we didn't see the body, but we saw her die! Puff of red smoke. <laughs> that's dying, right? Mm. Oh, man. And then a little bit of news. Venom 3 has a uh, has a director now. Good, I think. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is Maybe. the yes and the no responded to? <laughs> well, the director, Kelly Marcel, is making her feature film directorial debut. The reason I say that this is probably not good is that she was a writer and producer on the first two Venoms. I mean... I so I mean I acknowledge that I'm weird because I did not hate those movies. I did enjoy myself with them. I wouldn't say they're like like they're no Casablanca, but because it's a different enjoy, movie. But I still enjoyed myself. I just don't get how you look at how those movies got received and how everybody's laughing at your attempts to make a cinematic universe and you go, "You! Yes, you!" You helped write these two train wrecks? You want to direct the next one? And ends up being that the third one is actually super solid. Okay, if the third one ends up being the Citizen Kane of superhero movies, <laughs> I will eat my words and probably something else. I don't know what yet to be determined. Maybe a whole box of Pop-Tarts. I mean, I would very much be interested in a movie where, where um, Venom just like takes over and does his own newspaper company. That'd be pretty cool. Stop the presses, Eddie! <laughs> stop, stop the presses, Eddie! Oh. 
So I'm looking forward to seeing where this train wreck turns up. Hmm. I think it's trailer time. Alright, it's trailer time. We got a few trailers. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Taurus, I think. I actually am pleasantly surprised by this, and I really want to see it. Same. This looks like an intriguing exploration into the detrimental effects of fame and stardom. Yeah. Considering that Machine Gun Kelly, who I actually learn when it comes to movies, he like almost always credits himself by his real name. What is his real name? I just forgot it. <laughs> nice. But I'll look it up. No, because they because they use his name in like some of the accolades in the trailer. Uh, Colson Baker. Huh. Yeah, like when they mentioned Colson Baker, they're talking about Machine Gun Kelly. I would not have taken him for a Colson. Yeah. No. Where's the super Phil or otherwise. No, I, I learned that um, when it comes to movies and things like that, usually he, he has himself credited by his actual name. I was like, that's kind of cool, because usually, like, most, well, most musicians, but rappers especially, will usually t- stick by their stage name, I guess, for recognition. Yeah, because that's the one with the prestige. Yeah, or something like that. But no, this actually looks really cool. It looks very... Considering who all's in this movie between Machine Gun Kelly and... And when I saw MGK and Megan Fox in as main characters, it was one of those things where it's like, why do I feel like this is going to be a very, this is going to be a bit of a meta movie, isn't it? (laughs) Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, it's him playing a music star so he can talk about how, yeah, being a music star so they can talk about how being a music star apparently sucks. Yeah, or, or at least sucks in ways that i imagine sucks in ways that people don't really think about when it comes to being like rich and famous and touring and all that right that's the one yeah because it, it is one of those things where you know I, I like it's not a topic i delve deep into but when it comes to like how being like famous affects actually a lot of people th- that is the people who are famous it's it gets it can get really depressing really quickly but it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, once you're there, you there's no turning back. Especially when it comes to, like, anything in regards to, like, privacy and anonymity and an enemy, whatever. This is why I strive only for minor internet fame. Yeah. Yeah. I remember listening to an interview with a guy who talks about cars, does podcasts, has been, like, a car reviewer for 10 plus years. And he talked about how... What's cool about what he does is that when he goes to, like, car meets or things like that, he's just famous at the car meet. But when he goes to the grocery store, no one gives a shit about who he is. So, nice. he, gets to, so he gets to pick and choose when he's famous. <laughs> yeah, I want to hit just that level of just famous enough that a noteworthy parody artist decides to put together a stupid music mix out of shit that I've said. To quote Riff Raff, I want to blow up. And then act like I don't know nobody. That is my main goal. (laughs) (laughs) You might say. (laughs) No, this one, going back to the trailer, this actually looks really cool. I am definitely very interested in this one. I forgot a piece of news, but we'll wait until after trailer time for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Plane? So, you (laughs) know... 
I am actually a little bit upset with this movie because, I mean, this is another movie. Make no bones about it, people. This is a mindless action movie, but this is like definitely one of the more interesting mindless action movies that I've seen like trailers for in a long time. And as it's like the trailers playing out and like shows the premise, which is basically plane gets taken down by a storm. One of the people on the plane is like a, a unknown criminal who's being extradited, and but they land in very hostile territory, and the two and both the the um, prisoner and the captain have to work together to rescue the passengers and get out of there. And it's like you know what, this is actually kind of cool. This looks interesting. And also, Luke the Ca- captain and the prisoner are Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter, respectively. Yeah, and it's like Luke Cage is in here, and that makes me happy because. I haven't seen him in anything since then. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, this looks really cool. I wonder what it's called. And it just says, plain. And we both have the exact reaction of, that's the best you got. <laughs> yeah, it's like all this shit going on, and that is the best you guys can come up with. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, it, it was very disappointing in that regard. I, I'm, I'm still interested in it dot 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 but i would be lying if as silly as it sounds i would be lying if the if the name for this movie didn't take a lot of like wind out of the sails for me yeah i mean titles of a movie are not really important in the slightest no but if you couldn't be bothered to think of something more exciting than just plain what makes you what 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 is there to make me believe that you put any thought into anything yeah, that's not exactly encouraging. But I guess we'll see. When does this come yeah. out? I'm gonna I'm gonna find out when this comes out. I don't know. It just it's keeps on saying like coming soon. January twenty seventh, apparently. Oh okay. Well, that's gonna be a fun weekend. Oh yes. And we also, assuming there's nothing else that needs to be said. Oh, wait, Ho- uh, holiday special. Yeah, assuming there's nothing else that needs to be said about Plane, I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we also got our first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which is releasing November 25th, which is quite a bit sooner than I was expecting. Yes, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special looked filled with wonderful moments, including the introduction, <laughs> the introduction of Kevin Bake. Can I just say how much it made me laugh when that popped up. It said, introducing Kevin Bacon. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> oh, it's even better because James Gunn has confirmed that when he said the holiday special was introducing, in his opinion, one of the greatest Marvel characters ever, that's who he was talking about. Wait, is Kevin Bacon, like, a character in no. Marvel comics? Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> that would be... That, that would be some shit. That would be like if they brought in Barack Obama. <laughs> so it looks like the premise is Peter's sad because it's the holidays and Gamora is gone and being on Earth sucks, which is why he left. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't we all like to? So Drax and Mantis decide, let's go get him a really great Christmas present. And apparently their idea is kidnap Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I can't uh... wait to see how this pans out. Mm-hmm. This looks yeah. like every Cosmo is apparently a relatively major enough character to get an announcement in the credits. Craglin's mm. in it. We got Groot looking like a goddamn varsity linebacker. <laughs> we got Drax in a hideous Christmas sweater. Oh boy. Yeah. 
that was that was something that caught me off. I'm just like, huh, that uh, that don't work, Chief. I'm sorry. <laughs> this looks like a good time, and I'm very excited that we have less than a month for it again. I like this pattern of giving us a trailer for these special presentations less than a month beforehand. Do you think there's going to be like a Marvel Valentine's Day special? I don't imagine so. Okay, because my question would be, if they did try to think of something, what would it be, what characters would it be centered around? I'd say Wanda and Vision, but that was last year. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who else they'd do. <laughs> oh, I just had an idea, but it's a bad one. Oh boy. There's Thanos' brother, Eros. Hmm. He's got weird pheromone manipulating powers that are really creepy. Oh, bad. Bad. But he's Only... played by Harry Styles. <laughs> and look, he was if... at the end of Eternals. Look, man, only David Tennant can pull off a charmingly rapey character, alright? <laughs> I forget, did you see Don't Worry Darling? <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess there's an argument to be made that he did not, in fact, pull it off, but... Mm, true. He tried. He tried his damnedest. <laughs> he did try. Hmm. So here's that bit of news that I completely forgot about until we already started trailer time, even though it was right on the list staring me in the face. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to see Jeff Goldblum as the Wizard of Oz? What? Because you might be getting it. He's in <laughs> talks for the two Wicked movies that are coming out next year, I think? The first How? one is at least... How old is Jeff Goldblum at this point? I'm sorry, I just can't help but think about that. That's an excellent question. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Seventy. He, he, he you know what? He he looks look really like it. fucking good for seventy. Yeah, he does. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, and I still need to listen to some of his jazz records. He looks like he's in his fifties. Yeah, no. Yeah. I what mean, the hey. Fuck? It, Look, I think I'd be very curious to see him as the Wizard of Oz. I I, I would welcome it wholeheartedly. <laughs> Sorry, Paul Rudd. Vote this man, sexiest man alive. Yeah, I don't know about that. But Jesus. anyway. <laughs> what the hell? Mm. I'm very perturbed by this. I hope you know. <laughs> now it's box office time. Mm -hmm. The question is... Did we see the highest-grossing domestic movie of this weekend? And the answer is, we did, last week. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> it's still Black there. Adam. Well, of course it is. <laughs> it actually took quite a bit of a dip, though. Okay. Yeah, it took in $27.4 domestically this weekend for mm -hmm. a $110.9 dollar domestic total and $250.2 million worldwide. That is on a $195 million budget, though, so it's still got a ways to go before it starts turning an actual profit. Oh, geez, so it, what, it dropped locally from 90 to 24? 60 to 24. Oh, even still, though. Ugh. And the, the funny thing is that 60-something million dollar weekend is the highest opening that The Rock's gotten as a starring character in a movie. Huh. I, I think, but that's still quite a bit of a drop there. Yeah. It's not the worst, and it's certainly on par with most movies that do a decent opening weekend around this time. Mm. But still. 
second place, you're... Oh, I can't... It's Ticket to Paradise. <laughs> uh. Took in $9.8 million domestically for a $33.5 million domestic total and $119.5 million worldwide. That's against a $16 million budget, so assuming double the production budget to account for marketing, it's very close to making some money. Okay. If you assume one and a half times production budget, it's already started making a little bit back anyway. So that's hmm. nice for it, I suppose. <laughs> Third place, Pray for the Devil, which is what I saw, at $7.1 million domestically and for this weekend and in total. No worldwide release data yet. There's no budget that I can find. So I'm going to compare it to Smile real quick. <laughs> Okay. Smile has a $17 million budget and some pretty decent effects near the end, but also a lot more recognizable actors. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Kumar's in it. Mm. So I feel like Pray for the Devil probably is somewhere closer to $10 million, maybe less. Right. Because there's nobody in the movie that I honestly recognize. I, I would be shocked if the movie had... I, w- I was kind of thinking the movie would have a budget of, like... I I mean, I, this sounds really low, but, like, maybe $8 million or something like that. I could see that. I could see an $8 million budget. It's very yeah. hard to tell with these, because you never know how much the writers get paid. Right. Or the actors. Mm. I don't know why I said writers. Writers don't get paid for shit. <sighs> In fourth place, there was Smile at... $5.4 million domestically for a $92.7 million domestic total and $186.8 million worldwide. Again, that Jesus. is against a $17 million budget, so... Whoever greenlit that's gotta be pretty fucking pleased with themselves. Yeah, they're swimming in dough. And then in fifth place, Halloween ends with a $4 million domestic weekend for $60.5 million total domestic and $95.3 million worldwide. That is against a $33 million budget, so it is taking in some money. It's not a total flop. It's making some profit. Hmm. But yeah. Overall, not much of a change from this weekend. Alright, so I guess that means it is time to talk about Pray for the Devil. Pray for the Devil. I feel like I should have a more entertaining segue than that, but I do not give a shit about this movie. <laughs> no, nothing about this movie was entertaining, so it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> this was dull oh boy how the dull are we sa- talking <laughs> the biggest saving grace of this movie is that it was an hour and a half mm. because it is just insensate okay it is dull it is one of the least provocative things I have seen in ages and as a horror movie, that's unacceptable. It's that's... really crazy because we've had a banner year for horror movies. Mm-hmm. There was Men, there was Barbarian, there was... Hell, I'll, I'll count Smile. Smile was at least alright. There yeah. was... Oh, what else? I know there were other horror movies this year. Uh, don't worry, darling. Don't... Mm, nope! Fuck, nope! Oh, yeah, of course, nope. Nope came out this year. Nope was brilliant. Hold on, I'm Googling. (laughs) Fair. 
Oh, fuck, that's right. X came out this year. For crying out. Ah, this was a... This has been a really great year for horror movies so far. And it feels like they just waited until October and then just dropped the fucking ball. <laughs> it's like... This is the um. This what I'm hearing is that this movie was the equivalent of getting rid of your bad cards and cards against humanity. Yeah, except you <laughs> waited until the end of the game. Mm. So uh, I guess I'll break this down. The main character, Anna, I think Anne, Sister Anne, that was it. She works at a an exorcism facility, I suppose it is. Mm-hmm. Where it's mostly a hospital, but also they do exorcists, exorcisms when it's deemed that it's needed. And she wants to become one because her mom was possessed by a demon that made her abusive when Anne was a kid. And then she gets the opportunity because it seems like a demon that's possessing a girl in her care is the same demon that was possessing her mom. And the priest is able to convince that, yeah, we can teach her some stuff, whatever. They make a whole big thing about there not being women exorcists, which I guess is probably a thing. I have, I'm have i not a religious person, so I have not looked into it, and I don't know. But I don't give a damn about her. I barely give a damn about the kid. Everybody in the movie's a cardboard cutout, and the worst part is, it's not even scary. Mm. Even the jump scares didn't really get me. Did they? Was there anything that got you at all? There was one bit where I thought, oh, that's kind of uncomfortable, and I'll get into that in spoilers, but it's still mm. just, it wasn't, it wasn't frightening or horrifying, it was, oh, that's, that's a tad unsettling. <laughs> that's a, that's a tad grotesque. And it was with probably 30 minutes left in the movie. Oh, God. So, like, just, it in, took like, the that final long act. to get anything. Ugh. And it wasn't even the final act, it was in the lead-up to the final act. It was like the end of the second act that it happened. I was just, oh, wow, we're this far in, and this is the first thing that's gotten more out of me than a dull twitch. Because mm. even the jump scares just inspire a, you blink, you flinch a little bit, and then you move on. It doesn't stick with you, you're not busy reeling from how well it was set up, you're just going, yep, that was a jump scare exactly where I expected it. I kind of imagine you going to the theater having that little shake. I was like, Ugh. oh, that was nice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's just top tier anyways. <laughs> the best comparison I can have is it's the equivalent of that spasm you get when you have to pee. <laughs> this is the spasm you get when you have to pee of horror movies. <laughs> That's a, uh, <laughs> that is a hell of a comparison. Okay. It is legitimately the most appropriate thing I can think of. That's, like, pun not intended, pretty damning. <laughs> but then, I'm the same person who likens the, uh, feel of velvet to a Lovecraftian sensation that something is innately wrong with your sense of reality, and your brain goes screaming into oblivion as it struggles to make right this wrong information. So, my ability to describe things is a little off-kilter. <laughs> oh no, what makes you say that? <laughs> anyways. Uh, anyways. Not worth it. 
in the slightest. From everything I've seen, it kind of seemed like that. Because I remember looking up, I know this is kind of a bad habit, but it's always, it's one of those things I'm always curious about with every movie. I remember, like, looking up the um, ratings for the movie, and I think this was another one of those movies where, or no, I don't think this was the same case. Yeah, this was another one of those movies where the audience score and the critic score were just, like, on completely opposite spectrums. It's like, huh, interesting. I wonder how that'll go. So... Oh, I gave it a one star on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, did you? <laughs> I would have given it lower, but some of the acting's alright. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody in this movie is competent at acting. I guess. Based on, like, the little description you you said, you mentioned earlier, it kind of sounds like, I don't know if this is what happens, because we haven't gotten the spoiler territory, but it kind of sounds like, I was thinking, let me guess, this whole movie is an allegory for the, the like, um, the effects of, like, being abusive or something, isn't it? Mm, I don't think the movie's that deep. F- okay, good. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I guess you could draw a parallel there, but... Well, it's it's just the whole thing of what she, when you mentioned how like she wants to become an exorcist because her mother was possessed by a demon that made her abusive. It's like, yeah, it's called being a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's not a demon. That's just like a natural state of being, girl. <laughs> I've like... wrestled with this demon many a times. <laughs> it's usually a losing battle. Hmm. I mean, that's about all I have to say that isn't getting into the nitty-gritty of it. So, if for some God and or Satan forsaken reason (laughs) you don't want to be spoiled on Pray for the Devil, feel free to move along, come back for the end. I don't know that there's necessarily going to be anything too great near the end, but listen to it anyway, I guess. Mm. Anyways... Sorry, I'm just looking up November movies. <laughs> it's just like, I don't even want to talk about this. I just want to go into next weekend's movies. <laughs> anyway, spoilers for Pray for the Devil in 3, 2, 1. Here we go. So one of the characters is, I guess, a, I don't know, history lecturer or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what her exact position is, but she's more of a skeptic apparently, and she's talking about how historically people were submitted to torturous exorcisms when in actuality they were just afflicted with mental disorders that weren't properly understood, or how women were drowned in baptismal wells for practicing witchcraft when in actuality they were just, you know, intelligent women. And the main character... Go ahead. I see, is this a character that works within, like, the hospital-slash-church thing? Yes. Why is a skeptic allowed in there? I presume for fairness or something. Okay. <laughs> like, you can, you can, I, in theory, believe in the word of God and not necessarily buy in all the mystical stuff, but she never actually disputes any of the mystical stuff. She's just talking about how historically this shit has happened and that's all true. And the main character immediately got off on the wrong foot with me because she interjects partway through with, are you denying that there are legitimate cases of demonic possession? And I'm just sitting there like, no, bitch, she's saying your fucking religion has killed a bunch of people for no fucking reason, which is an actual <laughs> observable fact, thank you. Yeah, like, like there, there's no, like, 
I don't know why I ever come up with this. Like, there, there is no foreplay here. That actually happened. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. If, if in this modern day you follow religion, that's fine. I'm just saying that historically speaking, the fact that many atrocities have been committed in the name of this is an accurate statement. Yeah, it's a. And should like, not be taken as demons don't possess people in a vacuum. Yeah, no. I mean, it should be here because this is the real world, but in a horror movie. <laughs> it's like, this is the real world, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I believe in ghosts, so we'll see. Mm. Don't fuck with haunted houses, man. Just don't do it. Mm. I forget what I was going to ask you in regards to the movie, so you can just continue, I guess. Uh, the, the one scene that got uh, oh, dear out of me was there's a bit where she's standing in front of her mirror, her sink mirror, in her room in this facility and there's like a hair in her eye Mm -hmm. and she goes to pull it out and it's a long hair oh god and it's supposed to be a metaphor or something because one of the things that was indicative of her mom being taken over by the demon was that her mom would brush her hair very roughly and muss up her hair and brush in her face or something i don't know it was it was supposed to be more horrifying than they portrayed it as i suppose hmm and it's like, ah, yes, symbolism, but mostly I'm just like, ugh, hair in the eye. Oh, what is it supposed to be the whole thing of, like, you know, the apple falls from the same tree or something like that? I guess, because, okay, when there's about 30 minutes left in the movie as well, we get the revelation that she feels an immense amount of guilt, that being the main character, because she got pregnant at 15 while drunk at a party, didn't know who the father was, ended up giving the baby away for adoption. And it turns out the little girl who she was getting close with is in fact her daughter. Uh... I can't tell if you've gone silent or if the... (laughs) No, I just... I... I don't like that. No, there's barely any build-up. It's a really shitty excuse for a twist. And I feel like the only reason it's there is because immediately before that scene, one of the one of the fathers convinces her to help him with performing an exorcist on his sister. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it really <laughs> it really I, is just the I, whole I, thing I should of have like... said one of the priests. That was a poor choice of words. <laughs> I I hate my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I realized like... the moment you started laughing. I was like, ah, yes! I've stumbled into a very poor choice of words. So one it of just... the more sympathetic priests convinces her to help with exercising his sister, who is possessed. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everything has gone great. And then it turns out that the demon had not been fully exercised. It just went back into hiding and it made the sister kill herself. So. Did they not put it on the correct treadmill? I guess. Well done. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And so distraught and losing faith in herself, Sister Anne goes back to the habit that she was originally a part of and is only convinced to get back into it because the little girl's possession has gotten worse, and she comes to the conclusion that the little girl was her daughter because she has a necklace or something that she handed to her daughter the last time that she saw her or something. And I feel like the only reason this twist exists 
is so that Sister Anne has a reason to get involved with the plot again in the final third, because it's like, yeah, no, your hubris in going off the book and doing this actually got somebody fucking killed. Mm. So, if I were you, I wouldn't try again. <laughs> no. It's like, flesh and blood? Ah! <laughs> However, God. it also creates the unfortunate thing of Sister Anne does not seem as compassionate as the movie... Seems to want us to think she is, because it's like, okay, if you were truly that concerned about people's well-being, you would go just because you were attached to the girl and didn't want to see anything bad happen to her. Mm -hmm. But no, it's only because she's your daughter and you feel responsible because now the demon's trying to get to you through her like it was through your mom. You think, I don't know why, you're kind of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's... (sighs) Man, because it seems like as you talk more about this, I'm going back and forth. It's like, am I supposed to care about this character? I kind of don't, but I kind of do. But I also go back to not giving a fuck. The only like, reason you care is because it is genuinely kind of weird that women can't be exorcists. And it's it's always yeah. the most infuriating shit of like, ah, oh, this is precedent. And she rightly points out, well, female surgeons were unheard of. Somebody had to be the first one to do it. And it's like, yeah, good. That's a point. Yeah, it's like when that when that thing was brought up in the second trailer with the movie's current name. Um, God, why the when, fuck did they do that? <laughs> that was when that happened. I was like, okay, like historically speaking, I, while I absolutely vehem- vehemently disagree with the reasoning because it's all misogynistic bullshit, I can at least follow the threads of how those conclusions were reached. Non-female exorcist, that was one that made me go... Okay, but why, though? <laughs> right? Stupid shit. The po- it's like, your cause is just. You yourself, kind of an asshole. Your cause is just, but you are not. Pretty much. Mm. It seems like you're in this for self-serving personal reasons. But anyways, I digress. Mm. I've already forgotten most of the climax of the movie. I mean, I feel like that's just the perfect tagline for this movie based on what you've said about it. (laughs) Uh, She lets the demon in, and it's in the catacombs under the facility, and then takes a dive into a well of holy water, and it seems like it's gone. And then, oh, right, worst part is, they used a bit from the ending in the trailers. Really? Yeah. Because she's, it's like, ah, yes, we're sending you to the Vatican to get more comprehensive exorcism training, and good luck, and she gets in a taxi. And you remember that bit where there's the old woman who looks like she's blind standing across the street, and then all of a sudden she's in the cab window? Hmm. That's from the ending. Oh. Because it tries to end on on a jump scare where apparently the same demon has possessed her cab driver or something, and she holds up her cross, and then it lunges at her, and then it cuts to the credits, because who gives a fuck anymore? Oh, that's anticlimactic. Yeah. It's a bad movie. It sounds like it. It's just... It's thoroughly uninteresting, you know? Mm. I've seen much better demonic possession movies. I've seen... Yeah, no, that's it. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else this movie could be. And... the, the long and short of it is that this movie could not be anything else if it tried. Okay, you know what? I've seen better female empowerment movies, too. Boom. Oh, fair. There we go. You know, That's the yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's the thing. So, for lack of anything else to say about this movie, I'm just gonna say... No. Don't, yeah, just don't see it. It's apparently. not worth it at all. Mm. It's not even worth... If it eventually comes for free on a streaming service you already have access to, and you don't have to pay anything extra for it, and that you just feel seeing. like putting something on in the background that you can completely ignore while you do your taxes or whatever the fuck <laughs> people do. It's like, it's like oh, I'm missing a, a digit for these taxes. Ah! Oh, oh, there that's it right. is. It's the, yeah, that's right. It's the six. It's <laughs> something completely unengaging to put on. Hmm. This is the thing. <laughs> Honestly, this is almost a horror movie I think I could fall asleep to. It's... It's... Like, oh, wait, I'm missing a, a bit of this ingredient. It's like, oh, I'm being possessed. Oh, that's right, the powdered sugar. Uh, seltzer water, there we go. Seltzer water. <laughs> holy water, from my well of holy water underneath my building. What is the logistics of a, of a pool filled with holy water? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So next week, uh, it looks like the only thing that's getting a wide release, as far as I can tell, is Armageddon time. Armageddon time. I don't think I don't think we ever actually covered the trailer because I think that was a week where we had a bunch of trailers and I mm. tried to keep it to stuff that seemed like it was mutually our interest. But it's a drama about it's a coming of age drama where a kid has to decide whether or not to stand up to racial injustice. I guess. Oh, is this the one where it's like the his granddad's kid? Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did kind of want to see it. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see if anything surprises us by coming out. Oh, god damn it. What? So I want to keep this to theatrical because I like supporting theaters and I like stressing the importance of seeing things on in theaters. But you know what else comes out that same day on the Roku channel? Hmm. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Is that Roku exclusive? Yep. Oh, I thought that was going to be in theaters. No, it's it's exclusive to the Roku channel, but it's free on the Roku channel. Okay. Which is itself free. Fair. Oh, still a little disappointing, but mm. hey. So I guess we'll see what happens. Also, uh, for those who aren't in the immediate circle and not paying attention, it came from under the bridge and ended up not happening due to unfriendly weather 20 minutes beforehand. Because it's like, yeah, it's Florida in the fall. It's like, it's not going to rain except for this one particular day. <laughs> yeah. But I am only slightly discouraged. And we will be back at it with another similar event later on. I don't know when. Probably not any time this year. Maybe maybe, and a one-year anniversary of the podcast originally starting. That seems, that seems like a good seems, milestone, yeah? Yeah, it seems like a good time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. In any case... Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, follow the Facebook page. Eventually, I'm going to have to set up some other social medias, but I, I just don't want to. <laughs> In any case, this has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And stay tuned for a funny little blooper. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. The net... Netflix has re- <laughs> Blah!
I can't words right now. Taking a shot of Bacardi was a bad idea. <laughs> this should be at the end of the episode as a blooper. <laughs> Maybe like, it will be. That would be pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for that idea, which I'm now going to steal because you didn't trademark it. Trademark? Ah, oh, too late. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, it's mine now, bitch. <laughs> Do we want Netflix to reset? has yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs>